Hello everyone, this is You've Got 5 Options, a radio show where we prove that 5 is a magic number. Our experts will give you 5 tips on how to make your private or professional life better. We will solve your life challenge by giving you 5 different options to choose from. And our guests will answer 5 exciting questions while live on air. Tune in and feel the magic of 5. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna and this is You've Got 5 Options show and, and we are slightly in terror <laughs> because we don't know what's going on. I we don't know. I are I we, is it a Halloween special or something? Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of like, but it seems like we are at least recording. So yes. at least it's going to become a podcast and it's going to become a, a TV program, even if it is not airing right now live. I just realized that this is going to be a TV program. So actually our faces and reactions <laughs> will be on. <laughs> no, yeah. because uh, what is happening today, uh, there is a very weird uh, like uh, epidemic here at the at the studio. So there is a lot of people who are having uh, problems with their backs. So they are on a sick leave. So our regular technician is not here. And we have back, uh, we are back with Julian, who was our technician back in the day. But she also has her own show. So she basically jumps from one studio to another. And she has how many seconds? 30, 45 seconds. And um, yeah, um, well, obviously things uh, might go wrong when when we have such a short time. <laughs> yes, but thank you, Julian, for being our Shiro and uh, <laughs> coming here, being with us uh, anyway. And even I, though I really want to know what was that intro, that thingy? <laughs> that yeah, that <laughs> was, was it playing. like a Halloween or something? Yeah, but uh, it was interesting. Okay. So hello, everyone. Welcome to You've Got Five Options show, coming back to the roots. Yep. And today with a very special guest. Iris Smeets. I don't know if I pronounce well your last name. Yes, in Dutch it's Smeets, but you can say Smeets, it's easier. Okay, but it's better if you actually say how it is uh, in yeah. reality. So welcome, Iris. Thank you. Today we are very excited to have a topic we have not touched upon in You've Got Five Options so far. Yet. Yeah, we are going to talk about five female erotic archetypes. And uh, that's really, uh, really interesting. And many people to whom we have mentioned that this is the topic today, they were very excited. So maybe there are some very disappointed people right now not being able to listen to the live show. <laughs> but hopefully everything is fine. So hello, Iris. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I also want to say that uh, what Marta said, it's so true when someone here female and erotic, I, I guess some people might have gotten a different idea mm. than what we will be discussing. So I'm really, really curious. I really mm. want to participate in this show. So welcome, Iris. Mm. And uh, Marta, can you just tell me from where do we know Iris? Yes, yeah, so I met Iris on a Conscious Women Rising workshop ah. that I was a speaker at uh, about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And Iris came and made the actual workshop uh, or a 
I don't know, a display of how it works for half an hour, right? You took yeah. more or less five minutes per each a archetype. Yeah, yeah, like a taster. And it was quite amazing because there were 30 women almost. They, they didn't know each other. Maybe some of them knew another person or two. But even though it was kind of like scary at the beginning, like, what are we going to do here? <laughs> you know, in a crowd of these women, we don't really know that well. And it was so much fun. Everyone was laughing, everyone relaxed, everyone had fun. And I just thought it was pretty amazing to be able to create such an atmosphere in such a short time. So I was like, Iris, I want you to come to our radio, <laughs> will you, will you? And amazingly enough, it's actually Iris' birthday today. Yes. So happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> we are yeah. celebrating a lot of uh, birthdays uh, these days. We had uh, a show during Anna's birthday. Mm -hmm. We had a show during Dennis, who is our usual technician birthday. So it's, uh, yeah. it's a popular thing to do, <laughs> to be <laughs> joining our show during birthday. So that's how I met Iris. And Iris was happy to come here. And I will just say it so that we don't forget. Iris, you are starting a program, mm -hmm. right, for women. It's starting 6th of May. If Yeah, this Sunday we start. Yeah. So if any of you gets interested by listening to what we are uh, talking about, it's a program for women. Just tell us a little bit about the program. Yeah, so it will be the seven-week course, uh, which will go in-depth into Aerodanza. So it's called Aerodanza. And in these seven weeks, we will... Um, yeah, experience actually what it is, these five archetypes. And first, just to get to know each other and get to know a group of women, we will be between six and ten women. And then we'll go on a journey together where uh, every week we experience one archetype through dance, through exercises, through rituals, through sharing, through reading beforehand and getting to know what is this part in me and uh, do, how, how do I relate to it? What do I know of it? What do I don't? Where is it in the shadow? Where is it ruling my life? And to... And then in the evening itself, you will really experience it and feel it in your body. It's a very embodied way of understanding something so abstract as an archetype. You'll just see it, you'll feel it. And every week there will be one archetype. And in the end, we will be crowned and initiated kind of as the queens as we are. That's the idea. And then there will be a surprise night in the end that I will not say anything about, but which is usually very wonderful. Okay, okay. That, that sounds that sounds fantastic. And uh, well, I am eight months pregnant, wow. so I cannot. Uh, oh my God! Please tell me that you knew because if you <laughs> <bought them. laughs> because I I already had like a, a lady a month ago. Oh, you're pregnant! I was like, oh my God! People really think I I grew like this. Um, but uh, of course, for some reasons, it's difficult for me to walk mm. even. So I cannot come and dance. But yeah. uh, if you will. Um, Organize it again. I would love to join. Mm. I think this is a fantastic, fantastic thing. And I think it also comes back to um, the femininity. And I think it the, the whole concept of femininity, it's mm. kind of corrupted mm. by modern times. So I actually I love it. Mm. And Marta, props to you. Like always, you managed to find a guest that is exciting and have something great to say. She goes on these events, you know, and then she basically recruits. It's like <laughs> I feel sometimes I feel like it's a 
podcasting for our radio <laughs> and she always brings someone very interesting so Marta thank you one more yeah. time for bringing a, a really interesting guest yeah I must say that this networking that I'm discovering now now that I don't have the corporate job uh, anymore but I have now my own business and I go to different networking events I do a lot of speeches and so on it's a blessing for me because I get to meet those exciting guests and then I yeah. can bring them to the radio but for anyone any woman because that's for women only, only right women, yeah. any of you girls ladies women uh, who get interested it's uh, the link is available already on you've got five options facebook page or you can just search for erodanza but you can go and sign up now right mm -hmm. there are still places available yes so whenever you feel interested just look for our main page you've got five options or erodanza and you're going to find it Yeah, if you are listening this as a, as a podcast, then in the show notes, all the links are there. If you are listening from Spotify or iTunes, you can just scroll down or visit us at the5options.com. It is for free. Yes, you can access our website for free. Wow. <laughs> uh, so all the information will be there. So just sign up. Yes. Uh, uh, one cl last question. It's only for ladies, right? Only for women, yes. Yes, because uh, my colleagues at work asked if they mm. can sign. Well, <laughs> you do have your, I think you've mentioned that your partner does something for men. Um, yeah, he organizes, uh, he's part of a group called Awakening Vera, which is about really awakening the masculinity in its yeah most beautiful, real, essential form also. So that's more like training for men focused on willpower and discipline and awareness, consciousness. Maybe we can get him next time in the <laughs> yeah, radio. Sure. Uh, if you give us his name, we will write him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's go back to the five female archetypes so that we have the time to actually mm -hmm. discuss them a little bit. Um, I just wanted to ask you before uh, we get into the archetypes, like why? Mm -hmm. Like, how did you get into that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you come from the Netherlands. Yeah. How, how long have you been here in Denmark? I've been in Denmark for two years now. Um, I came because I'm part of a Tantra yoga school and community. And I work as a Tantra masseuse in a Tantra temple. And they invited me to come and work here. And uh, I jumped and I moved. And just before I came, I did a course to become an Aerodanza facilitator. And I met Aerodanza at a festival where it was also just a half hour workshop. And I was already very much into discovering my own femininity and in touch with Tantra, which is for me a path of discovering who I am and growing as a human being, as a soul, as a spirit. And, um, and I love dancing. And for me, it all came together in this half hour workshop. I felt, wow, this is amazing. I don't have to use my mind and like use dig into all the stuff <laughs> that you sometimes do with these self-development courses. It was like in half an hour, I felt so free. Like you said, it's so simple, but it's so freeing. In this half hour, I discovered, wow, through dance and through connecting with women, I can feel so many different parts of me and I feel so whole when I can be like a sweet version of me, a wild version of me, a wise version of me. And I felt this is, I also want this. And, and my boyfriend then said, why don't you become a facilitator? And I thought, maybe in five years, who am I? <laughs> you know. But then the calling came because the woman who organized it Uh, she felt like that she wanted to pass it on. She wanted new people to bring it in the world. She was done leading the workshop. So it was immediately after that she wanted to recruit people. And I said, let that be me then. Maybe it's the time. Mm -hmm. So I did a course and I gave one round. 
won seven records in the Netherlands, and then I gave one in Copenhagen last year, and this will be the first one in Aarhus. Okay, great. So please tell us, what are those five archetypes? <laughs> because people are probably by now like, come on, it's been almost a quarter of this show, I still don't know where those archetypes are. Yeah, so the five archetypes are the maiden, Shall I say something a little bit one you by one? You can tell us the five names okay. and then we can okay. dig mm-hmm. into each of them. Okay, yeah. so the maiden, the wild woman, the mystic, the slut, and the queen. Okay, okay. they sound awesome. Good. And of course, uh, we were super excited to find someone that comes with five uh, because we are, you've got five options. Mm-hmm. So we were, of course, yes, that's because I've seen also a classification where there are seven, mm-hmm. but obviously the one with five is cooler. Yes. For our show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. That was, that was not planned at all. No. No. But it's 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 always cool to find that uh, another place also thinks that five is the magic number. Mm. You know that mm-hmm. this is uh, this this is cool for us. Yes. Okay. So tell us about the first one you pick to tell us about. Um, maybe to start with the. Um, I want to start with actually that we have all five of them. And they all have their specific place. It's They all have a specific role to play. So they all serve a certain purpose. And maybe I start with the queen because she is in a way an archetype, but she's also kind of the uh, who we really are. She's also the embodiment of all of them. You could say she's kind of the mother embracing all of them while being an archetype in herself. And the, the queen, she is... Um, the part in you that feels you can, that truly unconditionally loves you and embraces you no matter where you are in your life. Like she's not the one that says, okay, and I'm strong and I'm powerful and I can handle the world. She's even like, okay, right now you're sad and ashamed and shy, but I'm loving you, I'm holding you. She's like when the queen is supposed to be on the throne, she's the one who should be guiding you every step you take, who has your back, who says, Mm It's okay, just breathe. It's whatever happens, just breathe. And who can hold your hand, Mm -hmm. kind of, and who can stay calm in the middle of the storm and uh, who has an overview and a a neutrality to her being. Um, So she's like, to cultivate her will make you feel very empowered and very much connected to yourself. Okay, that's actually very interesting because the description you gave... uh, made me think about a mother Mm, in a way. So uh, because sometimes, uh, first of all, all the names that you gave uh, can be controversial, especially Mm. the slut. And uh, but I, okay, maybe I will say something that I will regret. But I think every woman has a part of a slut in herself. in a in a most loving positive way mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the description really felt into a mother category didn't you had that yeah uh, you can also call her the mother mm-hmm. yeah because queen sometimes gives this impression or uh, impression of more like a royal thing like a mm. ruling thing so it's very nice that you explained that but this is very interesting you know the yeah. queen this one so uh, we are all the queens yeah. mm. this one <laughs> comes to me the description very much with self-compassion mm. the one mm-hmm. you know like the one that 
on all the possible levels, you know, lives, breathes the compassion mm-hmm. to all the other parts, which, of course, I love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So that was the first archetype. Yeah. Then what, which one you think you'd I like think to bring next? Y- let's step into the slut as you open yes, the field there. <laughs> and it's indeed very controversial also. And the name is chosen for that because there is so much shame on that and so much it's used as such a bad word also. Mm-hmm. And Erodanza wants to like call out to also liberate that part of us women that really likes to be sensual, likes to be seen, likes to flirt, likes to even be taken. Like, you know, wants a man to grab her, push her against the wall. And like, so we can like soft, tender, caressing touches, but sometimes we like to be taken like a slut and to be dragged around the room and, and we can enjoy giving ourselves fully to sensuality, to sexuality, to the rawness of it. And um, this can serve a purpose when we can liberate this deep desires that we have in a beautiful, conscious way. Then a part of us woman <sighs> opens up, can breathe. And the slut is more than that. Like the slut is also just being able to enjoy every little part of life. Like to enjoy your sip of tea, to enjoy the breeze of wind in your hair when you're walking on the street, to enjoy being in your feminine body when you're taking a shower and you can feel like, ah, it's just that it can be very nurturing just to enjoy your yourself. Because sometimes when we are so goal-oriented or we, we ask so much of ourselves, we're taking care of a hundred things, we are forgetting our capacity to enjoy which for a woman can be so fulfilling. Like you can see a woman sitting on terrace and sip her tea and feel the sun and have a smile because she's like being filled with life. And um, a man can do that as well, but it's a different image, you know, if you can Mm -hmm. see a woman doing that. And uh, she, when a woman, when the slut in a woman is fulfilled in a way, she gives, she starts to give. It's like when a woman is has been dry, didn't have, didn't make love in a long time, she becomes kind of grumpy and annoyed. And when she's really fulfilled, she starts to give. She doesn't care if the man cleans the toilet or not. You know, she's so happy that she starts to give. Her heart is open to give. So that's also the slut. It's more than than just having a short skirt on. It's a way of embracing the enjoyment of life to the fullest. I, I absolutely love it, and I know that this will rise some controversies. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, I have to say that the thing that was coming to my mind all the time was uh, that we feel so much shame mm. in being a woman, but uh, it's also um, somehow tangled with uh, fear mm. because I think uh, it's especially in modern times it's super difficult to uh, put a line and because first we we feel maybe ashamed Mm -hmm. of of an image of being more sexually liberated Mm -hmm. but uh, it's not only shame as it is but it's also fear because Mm -hmm. if you will be more liberated then you will attract uh, predators or Mm -hmm. someone will harm you or hurt you so i think there are actually two yeah I think it's actually the opposite. <laughs> really? Yeah. That when you free it, you will stop attracting predators. And yeah, so but uh, I'm not talking about um, how it is in reality. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the, the how fear. it's okay. the fear and how it is presented, mm-hmm. you know, in our modern uh, cultures when we are being so much, you know, like, but I think actually women's sexuality is put very much in chains. Mm-hmm. And it, so basically there is just a narrative that, that uh, rules that. So actually, I really love it. 
Mm. I really love love it, but I think that even for some some women, this will be very controversial. Yeah, and it's usually the night of the slut is a very deep, touching one where there's actually a lot of pain and sadness coming out in women mm -hmm. because it's true. These archetypes, they can also be locked away and kind of in a dungeon and then the shadow side comes out because they're not being lived. They are, or some women are from a girl on told, you're a nice girl. You shouldn't mm -hmm. dress like this. You will attract the wrong man. And it's so deeply imprinted in us to not be like that or to have competition between women when we're showing that side, to be afraid that they will maybe take your man or to yes. be intimidated mm -hmm. or jealous, like, wow, look at her. You know, you're not powering each other. So in this night of the slut, usually there's a lot of crying. And I think many men would be disappointed when they think of what are they going to yeah. do? Actually, it's the it's a lot of, uh, it's true, there is a lot of fear and shame that is covering mm -hmm. her to play freely. And that's also why it's so beautiful to do it in a group of women where you can then start to play with each other in a sensual way without any goal, without any, okay, and now a man is going to come and do something to mm -hmm. me to feel this safety together, to take a little step to let her out again. Because even though there are layers on top of shame and fear, I feel like you can peel them off and then you'll connect to that part of you that is free already. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think it's, uh, I think that is actually... Maybe that's my impression, but so far I think this is one of the most crucial things that probably women are going through on those workshops. Of course, I'm just, I have a feeling mm -hmm. about this. Uh, but I actually wanted to ask you, Marta, a question. You mentioned that uh, you think it's quite the opposite because I was talking about more like the, the cultural, uh, let's say, um, narrative about, mm -hmm. you know, how liberated women can be. Can you explain what you meant? For our listeners, because yes. I, I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah, so what I meant, uh, those of you who maybe don't know that well, apart from being a motivational coach, I'm also a conscious healing facilitator. So I also um, learn a lot and uh, do some conscious healing. So it's very much on the energy level and actually the whole science behind it also based now and explained in a nice way in quantum physics, everything is energy. And even when we are unaware of something, the energy is still there. So what I believe is when something is in our unconscious before it's freed out, when it's deeply dig in ourselves, it has much more uh, probability that we will unconsciously attract those things that we are afraid of. And once we heal them, and uh, that's one way of healing those mm -hmm. archetypes, we will actually bring it to our awareness and then there will be it will be actually much less likely that we will attract those things that we don't want to attract in our lives because we will free it out. So the more something is digged uh, into our subconscious or even unconscious, the more likely it is that we will actually attract it because we are not even aware of it. But the energy is still there because energy does not disappear. It is there. Yeah, so that's what I meant. I don't know if it was clear enough. <laughs> I, I think it was very clear. I think for some for some of our listeners, that might be a very new thing, although we do yeah. talk about this already. But I think we do attract uh, the energy that we emit. And uh, 
I can in, on intuitive level I can say that this is this is how I uh, have seen it in my life and also in life of others. Yeah. So I think that the, this part is actually extremely. That's why I said I think it's really mm. important, especially mm. this shame and and this fear uh, shake off and healing from that, mm. because women are sexual and we we are that you know embodiment of, mm. of this i think that may be a way many people could relate to it is we experience this thing like why did i attract the same men it was the same guy with a different face oh i why do i always attract that drama to my life or why again i got a man that cheated on me or why again i got a man that is aggressive towards me so this is exactly what's happening when the things are in our subconscious and through different uh, healing practices Uh, Erodanza being one of them, you can heal through those things and you can free yourself up so that you can actually stop attracting that because you no longer need to learn that lesson. You have healed that part. So maybe that's something that people can relate as an example. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's a good one. Yeah. Okay. If we could go through the remaining three mm -hmm. archetypes and then talk a little bit about, you know, so what happens when okay. they are healed and what happens when they are not healed. Okay, the third archetype. Uh, the wild woman. <laughs> oh, I Ooh. love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> the wild woman, she's um, the part of us that is most connected to the earth. And she's very grounded. She is like the part of us that can set her boundaries very well. She knows what she wants. She knows what she doesn't want. And she's not afraid to say no. Um, where the slot is more about saying yes and inviting life and not being afraid to let life move her uh, the wild woman is also the one that can say no and um, uh, she is also like the more raw part of us that is like not filtering her emotions to look pretty to uh, when she's angry she's angry when she's sad she's sad she's kind of like unapologetic she's can be ugly she doesn't need to wear makeup if she doesn't feel like it she can cry on the train she um, she's very much part of nature in that way Um, she can be kind of like the tomboy girl that is playing on the playground and throwing the mud around and um, yeah, very playful, cheeky, crazy, I would say. I'm very curious how this will look at the workshop. <laughs> that wild woman. I, I don't know. I had straight away an associ association that this is like the, the witch inside of every woman, mm. but I don't think it's that right. The witch is maybe also more related to the mystic who is more mm -hmm. in touch with the supernatural. Exactly. And yeah. she's, wild woman is more the natural, like it is what it is. And I'm with a table, I can bang the table <laughs> if I want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to speak with a sweet voice. It's like <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, unfiltered, natural, raw way of being. Do I have a right association uh, that associated with a little bit of a male energy as well? Um... Or is it uh, some some of my limiting imagination? Because I think this is part of also how we see ourselves as women, how we should be. Like mm -hmm. this, this is where the wild woman gets kind of in the shadow because we're being told to be a girl, for example, mm -hmm. as being a girl. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself, I can really enjoy like rolling in the mud and being in that masculine way, maybe as society sees it, because I'm not dancing as a ballerina. Mm -hmm. But I actually feel I connect to a very deep feminine power in me when I connect mm -hmm. to the earth. And it's this power when I connect to that raw 
part of me that's not busy trying to be pretty or girlish, I get in touch with a deep part of femininity that's more like a part of the womb and like the earth and the wisdom that comes from the power that is stored in this like rawness, uh, the natural... I don't know if I'm explaining it right. Yes, very well. Yeah? Very yeah, I, well. I, I totally get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. No, no complaints here. Especially the womb there. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, the, the getting it very well. <laughs> evidence number one, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah but I, 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 I got it. I definitely mm. got it. And I, I think I know what you mean because I think I experienced that sometimes. Mm. But now when you are describing those archetypes, I realize how many of them uh, or how... Uh, w- w- how easy it is to put them in a shadow mm. or to like try to compress them because of some expectations of society or some images that we want to, um, I don't know, measure up towards. But I will not talk yet. Yeah, because let's, yeah. let's look into yeah. the two remaining yeah. and then we dig deep into the yes. why should we work mm. with those archetypes yeah. mm-hmm. and how and so yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first one. So then we will go to the maiden. Mm-hmm. Um you can also, in Dutch, it's called, translated as the virgin. So it's kind of like the very pure, innocent part of us. She's very connected to the heart and to love and to, um, she's like the dreamer in us that is also very surrendered to life. She's like full of trust. You can relate to her as when you were a girl and you were dreaming of how you wanted your life to be. You could dream without any Boundaries. It's like the whole world is mine. What do I wish for me? It's like also this feeling that you deserve whatever you wish, like a heart that hasn't been hurt or shut down yet by fear or disappointment. It's a heart that is open and that is like touched by wonder, touched by a butterfly flying by, um, touched by beauty, by uh, nature. Um, and like she is in a way, she's maybe the... V- vulnerable parts because she is so open-hearted and trusting but she's also the very courageous part because she actually dares to open her heart and to live from that vulnerable place which is very courageous so she's like this sweet soft part of us but at the same time she has this strength because of her courage of being vulnerable mm-hmm. so yeah. it's it's uh, i i all the time had this in my head return to innocence mm. yeah but yeah. for me maiden is a little bit tricky name I yeah, think that's is. because I have a little a different picture in my head when it comes to maiden yeah, and it's closer to it's closer to the slut because I don't know why the maiden kind of like from I don't know why <laughs> from some weird French porn movies <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why but the virgin the virgin uh, I think no, mm-hmm. I I don't I wouldn't know what name to Actually, give. Actually, when mm. I thought about maiden, I thought that this is the the the, the nurturing ser- service oriented mm. part mm-hmm. of a woman. I thought that this is the archetype that is there to um, heal the wounded, to serve in the yeah home. the service. Okay. Yeah, the, yes, I had yeah. this feeling that this is related to being a mother, a wife, mm. keeping the 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 nest, and uh, mm-hmm. you know because I think there is a part in us that is the nurturing part you know Mm. so it's not this one no i think maybe with the virgin we can relate more to this Mm -hmm. innocence and openness yeah Yeah. innocence Mm -hmm. and openness okay yeah then the last one uh is the mystic Mm -hmm. and um she's the wise woman in us you could also say or the priestess as some traditions call her she is 
the one that knows she is much more than what we can see and she can feel that she is kind of a channel between heaven and earth that she is the the piece that connects everything and so she has like a lot of faith in life in the universe in god if you want to use that word and she um she trusts her intuition very much So she uses her intuition to guide her and she can do, for example, rituals for herself or and rituals can be very small things. Uh, but she like lives life from this perspective that there is something carrying her also. So she has this kind of safety in her life, knowing she's being carried by something greater. There's a plan for her and she has to find out how to position herself so that she is in is in this integration that is meant for her. Um Yes, she's a, and she's very full of devotion and uh, kind of a channel, but I think I already said that word. Okay, yeah. so yeah. now tell us, please, where do those five archetypes come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, they come from the collective subconscious, <laughs> you could say. Um, and like, uh, they are connected to the five elements in a way also. And you can think of more archetypes, but I just know that Eridanza chose these five because they represent the five elements and they make somehow a holistic uh, whole together. And by five elements, we mean? We mean water, earth, fire, air and ether. Ether? Yeah, that's the mystic, yeah? The uh, yeah, or I think it's in this representation is the queen, probably. Okay, because okay. she's also gathering the, the whole all of this. Okay, yeah. interesting. So the five uh, archetypes that you represent, it's because the school that you kind of took your program with mm-hmm. uh, believed that this is the very nice holistic mm-hmm. approach that uh, responds to five elements. Yeah. Okay, great. So now tell us uh, what happens if we don't have all those five parts of us healed? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think we are, l- we are limiting our way of expressing ourselves in life, like that, that we can live fully and freely when all of these parts can come when they need to come. It's not like that in every moment you have to be aware of all of them and But it's more like when, for example, someone comes to you and asks you something that you don't want, but in that moment, the the virgin comes who wants to be nice and loving. And so she will not say no. She will say yes because she doesn't want to disappoint. Mm-hmm. She was not using the wild woman to set her boundaries. And she's therefore limiting her own freedom and her own way of actually being the light that she's supposed to be. And it's uh, And that's with all these archetypes that we are limiting ourselves or when we are uh, starting a new project in our lives but we feel like oh, probably I cannot do it and I failed five times before and probably this man is going to leave me and that happened before we are we're living from a place where we stopped believing we stopped dreaming and our maiden she's like somewhere crying <laughs> in in a corner because we didn't let her out and uh, when we let her in again and feel the surrender of our heart this openness like you know what maybe this time It's gonna be the best thing for me. Maybe something completely new is awaiting for me, and I I will trust it. I will give myself. So it's like when all these archetypes can come in the right time, you'll feel more balanced to be all of you. You you don't feel limited that you have to play this certain role in life. 
I feel that we all are usually, we are because we adapted to life and to all the challenges that came to us, we're used to show a certain face and it feels safe. We got used to that and it's kind of out of our comfort zone to show all of a sudden for me to show the wild woman more. And I feel I needed, but in the beginning for me, it was scary because I, I feel more comfortable being the nice one. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, you look so sweet, you look so innocent. And I like to identify with that. I feel safe. And then when I become more of the wild woman and I'm like, actually, today I'm not going to be nice. I'm going to be really grumpy and maybe even kind of bitchy. And then it's like, it's scary for me, but I feel like, who I take in more space. There's more of me that's allowed to be. And the more I'm allowed to be, the more I can actually give to the world because I'm not, it's like, I love this uh, uh, analogy of being a diamond that's polished on all the sides so that the light can actually shine through. Mm-hmm. And when we're polishing one side to look nice there, it's like, yeah, there's some light coming there, but the other sides are not bright. And when we polish all of them, it's like we will start to shine more. What we are supposed to give to the world can come through more easily. So I'm just curious, uh, what's your like opinion or take on this? Do we usually have one preferred or one or two preferred, like a couple of preferred that we feel the most Mm -hmm. safe with and then we lock some other ones or it's more like we usually use one and lock all the rest? How, you know? Tell us a little bit how you experience this, you know, from your experience working with women. I can just say that for me, uh, I when I analyzed myself, I saw, ah, and also it has been sh- changing throughout the years. Like, for example, when I changed my life like three years ago and I've had kind of, I changed from being a <laughs> party girl, partying every night, working in bars to kind of stopping all of that at once and becoming kind of a hippie. And I had this transition space of finding spirituality. And then when I found Aerodanza, I realized, ah, in that period, I made this shift and I put the mystic on the throne. And when an archetype gets on the throne, it also gets out of balance because the queen is supposed to be there. And when the mystic is on the throne, for example, she will not like the worldly things. She will judge everything like just chatting or, you know, ah, these people, they are drinking beer. I don't like because it gets out of balance. You want only something mystical. Mm -hmm. And I realized I put my slut in the dungeon because I actually started judging my own way of living before where I was so free and going out every night and meeting different men. And I I didn't like that part, so I put the slut away. And then when I found Eradanza, I realized, wow, yeah, she's on the throne now. She's not supposed to be there. And to find out, okay, how do they take these places and and realizing it's changing. Like now I feel I'm again in another place and it's... Um, so I think definitely for everyone, some are on the throne. It can also be that your wild woman is on the throne for some who are women who've become quite like fierce and know what they want and go for what they want, but kind of ignore the needs of the others and lose their natural empathy or care. Um, so, yeah, I think for all of us, we usually have some in the in the dungeon locked away and some ruling and kind of out of balance, taking too much space. So you've mentioned, did I hear it correctly, that the queen mm-hmm. is supposed to be one on the throne yeah. because she embraces all the five, including herself. Is that correct? Yeah, understood? and because the other ones, they are serving a certain purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily who we in essence are. It's just they are energies that we use to respond to life. Like we sometimes need to respond in a, a trusting way. Sometimes in a in a intuitive way sometimes in a, a s- f- powerful way 
We need to trust our own power. And, and so these are energies that we need. Those are the archetypes. And the queen, she's not an energy that we need. It's a place from where we look at life. It's the place from where we are both aware and loving and um, still, you could say. So she's the one, yeah, and holding us, loving us. It's a place of love from which we like look at the world. And then the energies we need to respond to the world with, if it makes sense. Okay. Sounds very interesting. Do you have a question, Anna? Yeah, I was actually thinking because uh, Marta asked if, if you see these situations when we um, kind of like in certain moments of our life just put one on a pedestal, mm. right? And it, it sounds for me like such a case of overcorrections when we mm. uh, think, okay, I was just too sweet or I was just too slutty and we go on a new path and mm. so on. But I was curious, do you think that we have, it's, because it is a little bit like personality types. Mm. Do you think that we have uh, one dominant energy in us? You know, like uh, there are women who mm. are just feeling more comfortable with being the sweet girl. Mm. And there are women who are very daring. Mm. And um, is that okay? Is, do we have the dominant energy in us? Do mm. you th- And do you think it's that if that is okay? Yeah, I definitely think we have these dominant energies in us. And it's not, Erdans, it's not about, oh, you should really change who you are and you're not good mm-hmm. as you are. You have to be balanced and everything. It's actually the opposite. It's about actually really finding out who am I? Where, mm-hmm. wh- how do the ar- archetypes serve me? And about finding out how can Erdanza help you to feel more balanced? Mm-hmm. And if you feel it's maybe if you're naturally more the sweet one, it's not that now you have to change it, but maybe you can feel where is that also stopping me? Where do I actually sometimes need to take a little bit more space and how can I do that? How can I integrate a little bit more of the wild woman to take more space? But then it's not about uh, it's because the beauty of Aerodanza is also to see how unique we are as women. Like this is also universal. So we have all of these parts are somewhere in us, but then how the how the energies are combined in you and which one is like naturally flourishing and taking this space is your unique flower that comes yeah. out in its own colors and that's so beautiful that's we are made in this unique way yeah. with its own quality so i can learn from your uh, awakening of this specific archetype which is you are supposed to show mm-hmm. that and i can learn from you who has this much more awakened so it's definitely not about that that's wrong or it's really about discovering what is your unique flavor combination colors okay so you told us a little bit what happens when some of the archetypes take the throne and that can take us into some sort of imbalance Mm -hmm. yeah can you give us an example of uh, having an archetype on a throne that is in imbalance and Mm -hmm. how it impacts us and then when you heal that part what happens yeah. <laughs> if you have any example, um, you know, in mind. Yeah, well, it's maybe nice to speak from my own life. Um, you you could also choose someone anonymously. <laughs> yeah. We will never like reveal. Like my friend. <laughs> we will yeah. never, yeah, a friend <laughs> or a, 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 a client or whatever, mm. yeah. Uh, because I, I think that, of course, that's always something that I guess people who work with other people are afraid of, but we don't mm. need to say any names or details. Yeah. Just like uh, as an example, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for you, me... You mentioned this uh, slut thing. Yeah, exactly. I think... Um, when I moved, when I feel I moved from having the slut on the throne to the mystic on the throne, 
I was in this imbalance where I actually disliked sexuality completely because mm-hmm. the mystic wants something spiritual and then lust was something like disgusting. And I couldn't, there was so much resentment, resistance in me to get in contact with that energy again because I was wanted something only light and high and I couldn't match the two. But actually when the mystic is in a right place, she will see that um, light and darkness are merging, meeting, that there is, um, she will not make this harsh distinction between what is good, what is bad, what is wrong, what is right. She will see how everything can be alchemized, like how there is uh, the, like how the heart of everything is in essence light. And um, so, and then I started to re-meet sexuality again in myself and give it its right place as well. And uh, to allow all my lower desires or something, but give them the space that they need to have, like to meet them again and to feel, oh, it's not bad, it's not wrong, but I need to not uh, use them in a wrong way. Because I think before when the slut was on the throne, I I was also sometimes, uh, I don't know, abusing is a big word, but in a way abusing myself because I wasn't, I was sometimes like using the other for pleasure or giving myself away for pleasure, which didn't, which wasn't really nourishing my soul, but it was a way I was living in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't want that anymore. And then when the mystic came off of her throne as well, and it became the queen, then they both slowly started to take their place. Okay, there is, there is a big part of me that uh, is full of lust and desire for actually pleasure but also for life and for fulfillment that is more than taking give me give me and uh, it needs us to find its right place and and i can find the beautiful spiritual heart in that it can be a, a spiritual experience actually if i learn to see how and um yeah, does this make any sense or is it? It, it, <laughs> may, it makes a perfect it sense. It makes a lot of sense. I just want also uh, to give an opportunity to our listeners mm-hmm. to really understand that sometimes those parts of us, when they take over, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they need, uh, Anna, you mentioned this word overcorrection, mm-hmm. you know, so like you've mentioned when you went from the slut archetype yeah. to more of the mystical, you made the overcorrection mm-hmm. that you suddenly lock this part in the yeah. dungeon. So that's when the part is in imbalance, right? When one is very much uh, judging the mm-hmm. other part and, uh, you know, disowning. Yeah. So that's something that is not good for us humans if mm-hmm. we are locking away parts of us Mm -hmm. and then when you come back to balance Mm -hmm. then you give space to each part of Mm -hmm. you and Rodanza helps in that Mm -hmm. right into bringing this out of the dungeon Mm -hmm. (laughs) and healing it can you tell us a little bit about how that happens that healing yeah um i would say first of all the mirroring of other women because it can be already so confrontational to be in a group of women and to 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 see to meet yourself in the others and to see how different they are and for some to see in this night of the slot where some women are so free and they move and they enjoy and 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 it can feel painful somehow like ah i remember that in me like ah i i have that part i want to let it out and i cannot there's shame there's fear and i feel sadness i don't even know why but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and so already seeing other women just being as they are it's healing because you're you're meeting 
yourself and where you're not letting yourself free or where you are where you feel you're holding yourself back um and then actually through dance that's the beautiful thing it's not that you have to sit down understand go into therapy but just trying it yourself start moving start copying until you feel ah this is also naturally in me it's coming out so it's through the movement uh, you are releasing it also because it is in your cells also the the like the painful memories but also the arch- archetype imprint is also there so by doing those physical positions you are actually creating you could say the resonance of that energy that's also in you um, and then also by actual uh, exercises where you will train them like for me it was very touching to do a wild woman exercise which was about uh, it's called drowning the drowning so you will have to come to me and kind of beg for something you want and I will have to say no until you're kind of dying in this exercise to practice how difficult it is to meet the part of you that's the pleaser that really doesn't like to set boundaries (laughs) and for me to practice it in an exercise was so touching and I felt something in me changed because I had to do it I was practicing it I was creating a new program in me I was allowing myself okay try it it's safe here to to try this Mm -hmm. and it's it changed something in me. It was not just an exercise, but I didn't. I made a new choice where I've been making another choice my whole life. I now programmed a new imprint. So I really like this. Uh, I am completely, totally right now uh, an avid researcher of reprogramming, mm. and I am reading different books about it. I'm taking different types of courses uh, uh, f- uh, for myself also. So I really like this part. Mm. It's interesting uh, what is stored in our body mm. and how what is stored in our body, how difficult it is for us to release, yeah. and uh, that by different types of exercises and body movement Mm -hmm. you're actually working with what's stored in your body and being able to release it that sounds Mm -hmm. so interesting for me marta did you sign up how do you think i think she's i i I hope you signed up i know that you have a really busy schedule but i hope you signed up yes so i hope that (laughs) okay fantastic (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah because i was wondering if those uh because you you are really having a lot in your calendar so i was wondering if this is one of those things Uh, i signed up very quickly when uh, Mm -hmm. when i met iris uh, on the workshop and i saw how it looks Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i really liked it and i also am a great believer in that we need all of us Mm -hmm. we need to be wholesome so Mm -hmm. i believe that it's really not good for us to have anything locked away and uh, also because I was recently researching so much about how can we actually heal the different things and I haven't tried out yet anything with body movement Mm. so Mm -hmm. I was very interested in this part you know I for those who know me you know that very well for those who don't know me I'm a big tester of different kind of tools and methodologies and so on. So I like to test it for myself to see if something works or don't. And because I had an opportunity to meet you in person, I like Mm. your energy. And I also saw what it did to 30 Mm. women, you know, who did not know each other Mm. and so on. I thought it's it's a great opportunity. So I signed up uh, right away after the course. And yeah. Okay, that sounds sounds great. I think I want to say a last thing, if I can throw something in here. (laughs) Because that's, for me, also something that's so important about it is exactly this connection between the women and what we call sisterhood, Mm -hmm. which is like when we women actually support each other. Because I feel that 
like on this planet it would be such a great thing if we women actually connect and we create so, so much power when we're together and we stand with each other and we hold each other and it's a huge shift between like competition and feeling intimidated and jealous which we all have as well because we are so sensitive and so uh, we want to be the most beautiful and the most sensual and the most wise and to feel intimidated by the other but I feel Aerodanza is really beautiful in creating actually the connection between each other and saying those things honestly and vulnerably and to feel like the other one is holding you and supporting you and seeing you and empowering you because that's what it is. We can lift each other up if we can see each other's qualities and admire them and it creates so much strength and that's what I see every time is this is already so healing to feel there's a group of women with you who are once want you to rise. It's like, yes, <laughs> go for it. You are a star and to feel like, wow, that's what I need somehow mm -hmm. because we also need men in our life that support us but women, they, they know us from the inside and it's another kind of support. I just wanted to say to anyone who is considering signing up for this workshop, I am scared as hell to go there after mm. some of those things, like thinking like, <laughs> what will I do with the wild woman? <laughs> like, you know, some of those things, they are uh, for sure somehow locked away for me. So I am scared, mm. uh, you know, what is what is it going to look like and what we are going to do there. Mm -hmm. But I just love the holistic approach. I mm. just like that all of the parts are fine and needed and we need them at different points and we want to bring them to balance i love bringing things out of the dungeon and bringing them into balance so i'm using the one that is courageous i guess going there even mm. though i'm scared yeah, <laughs> and, and i actually love uh, love what you said about this uh, sisterhood and you mm. know finding a strength in female community because mm. i also have a feeling and we mentioned that in this show already that sometimes women feel like in a competition with mm. each other either over a man or over an image or over popularity mm. and there is also i think very uh, uh, harmful uh, stereotype that women are bitches mm. and they are stabbing each other in the back mm. and it should be the, that men are more uh, you know like uh, solidar with each mm. other and um, I, I even see it in uh, in discussions with my daughter who is now almost 13 mm. and uh, when my boyfriend comments you know we guys we solve things we just hit each other mm. in the face with a fist and then we are fine mm. and girls are more like you know caniving mm. and think about some intrigues in uh, in a head and trying to you mm. know manipulate or whatever and I do believe it is probably a part of one of the archetype. Mm. Maybe the may, maybe it is, but I think we are also somehow like judged that you know women are actually are not so uh, good at keeping uh, a good communities. You know mm. that sooner or later they will try to rip each other eyes or whatsoever. So, um, what is your take on this? Yeah, I think it's definitely like a, a shadow part of women that's in society where you feel mm -hmm. they are stabbing each other in the back and they are afraid and insecure, so they start to hurt each other instead of support each other. But I think also th the real feminine nature is actually, like you say, naturally caring. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when a group of women gathers, they start to care for each other, like, oh, how are you? And, they, and they're actually hearing you or mm -hmm. they will take care of each other. So I think this is also the natural part when we feel safe. I think that's the thing. When we as women feel safe with each other, these women are not going to judge me. They're not going to 
take my man there. Yeah. They, and from that safety, our natural nature is to open up and to see the beauty of each other and to be very curious and like, wow, who is this woman? When we feel safe and we have our own place, when, when we are also given our own place and we are being seen in return, mm-hmm. and then it can heal, I think, these parts in us that otherwise out of fear would want to... And not support other women. Yeah, actually, I like what you said, that maybe many of those lower behaviors, I don't know how to call them, come out of fear and actually Mm. unhealed things. And if we would all um, have this balance between the archetypes, we would be all so self-confident. We Mm. wouldn't need to, um, I don't know, somehow vulture energetically on misfortune of other women. So... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm convinced, but I cannot come because I cannot dance. Uh, so I hope you will organize it again, mm-hmm. actually. I really do. Yeah. And uh, preferably in Viola. But if okay. not, then, but if not, then in Orphos, it's also okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we only have a couple of minutes left, uh, until the end of our show. So, Remember, if you're interested in signing up for the course, it's starting in Aarhus on Sunday, yes, 6th of May. So you have to hurry up uh, to sign up for this one. And if you're listening to it as a podcast, which will be uh, on Tuesday, yes, then it's going to be too late, actually. Right? Because yeah, you could still contact me and we can see. When, when is yeah. the first class? The first class is this Sunday, and the pod- maybe Sunday. we can release the podcast uh, sooner this time. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's, Let's see. see. Okay, but we hope it went live. We we don't know because of this. Yes, did it go it, live? It went live. It okay, went live. so yes. hopefully people were also able uh, are also able to hear it now. So thank you so much, Iris. Guys, if you are looking for it, Aerodanza, or you've got five <laughs> options, you're going to find mm-hmm. uh, the links there. It's a seven weeks program. You will be for ladies only. Uh, all the guys, we are not even going to tell you location no, because no. that might attract you. <laughs> no, you will have like 10 perfs staring through the window. I'm sure of it. So let's just spare it this time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for coming. And um, yeah, hopefully uh, you will be running those uh, workshops, those courses yes. regularly. So if if you guys miss out the opportunity now, maybe you can do it next time. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I will sign up next time. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much for today. Bye bye. You are listening to You've Got Five Options radio show where we hopefully convinced you that five indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous programs, apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, thefiveoptions.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks!